1: Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr.
2: Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me today. Blackchamber.com. In studio with me today is the producer and co-host himself, Mr. Carl Big Papa Welsh. How we doing, Carl? Hey, we doing fantastic, Carl Davis. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Tell me about this lovely well, guest we got on
3: today. Lovely is right. She is brilliant, she's beautiful, she's talented. Rashida Hanif. Now, Rashida has a she has a true passion for inspiring young adults to reach their dreams. Uh, that is, and um, she runs a program. She's the founder and CEO of a program called Represented. And mm. it's a leadership preparation program for students of color. Uh, and it's at UC Berkeley. Now, she is a Berkeley graduate, mm. so she is brilliant. Mm, uh, she can. Yeah, they're
1: can. <laughs> so
3: she, she brings with her many years of experience in infrastructure technology sales and, le- and, and she leverages her business background to form a truly unique approach, uh, to instructing students by applying academic curriculum. Real-world scenarios using design methods. Now, if you want to know what that means, we just have to introduce Miss Rashida, Rashida. Haniff. How you doing, sweetie? Good. Um, good. Good Hello. afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, ma'am? I'm
4: good. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> Can
3: you please explain what I just read? Because every time I talk to you, it's like everything you say goes right over my head because you are so intelligent.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Carl. Um basically, we. So basically what we do is we prepare students of color for leadership positions um, for companies. So we do it in a three-pronged approach through mentorship, training, and internship access. And we launched our program pilot on campus at UC Berkeley at Stiles Hall, which is a home base for black and brown students um, at UC Berkeley. And we plan on expanding throughout the UC system within the next couple of years. The reason we chose to use design methodology as a way to introduce the curriculum and um, a framework for the students to learn from is it provides us with an opportunity for them to have a, um, like a practicum where they actually are not just learning the skills that we're teaching them, but actually practice them through an actual um, engagement that they use when they're working on uh, solving problems for businesses that work within their communities.
3: Wow. Wow. See what I see. What I mean? Wow! I'm Everything impressed. she says, yeah. So, so Rashida, you have served as a mentor, a facilitator, an instructor in both academic and impact-focused organizations. Explain what impact-focused organizations are. So,
4: impact-focused organizations, um, as from the perspective of how I mean it is basically just organizations and companies that are more, um, they're, they're more than just bottom line driven, meaning like their shareholders have an expectation that they will meet, um, metrics beyond just money, right? Mm-hmm. Not beyond just um, revenue growth. So, mm-hmm. an impact focus could mean anything from an organization that has like an expectation that you'll, um, contribute to like saving or, uh, Contributing to like help the environmental health, or um, in many instances, as it relates to the types of programs I work with, it's more about like community focus. So, some type of like economic development within communities of color, or um, educational development, or um, workforce development, etc.
3: You find that there's a lot Does of organizations. Do you find that there's a lot of companies or organizations that uh, are, are the corporate but also get involved in the communities and, yeah. and education?
4: Yeah. So I would say um, in general, it's increasingly expected actually of corporations to have a focus um, that are, that it has some type of uh, like initiative around, um, you know, like a, uh, some type of like corporate responsibility. Mm-hmm. So
2: mm-hmm.
4: there's a couple things, right? So a large corporation may not necessarily be an impact-driven company, and that mm-hmm. like they still have the the main measurement of success for the company is revenue growth. But they will have what, what's called like a CSR arm, which is basically an an arm that's responsible for making sure that the company is still like responsible to the areas that they serve. There's some sort of social responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you see even more so now are organizations, especially like in the startup space and in the, um, in the like kind of like um, medium business space, you see a lot of companies that are more and more focused on actually incorporating that into the tenets of how the business is formed. So, so it's ha- so- increasingly popular. -hmm. Go ahead. So Mm
3: how how do you work? How do you work? um, And I know you do a lot of mentorship programs, and you you work with as mentors at UC Berkeley. How do you? uh, How does represented uh, introduce mentorships into their programs? And tell me exactly what is a mentor to your organization?
4: Okay. So, um, well, for us, what a mentor is is basically um, it's an it's. The mentor has an established long-term relationship that's meant to guide the mentees in their professional and even sometimes personal lives. And it's really important to remember that it's more strategic and tactical, which is kind of different from like a coach who is kind of the person that like gives you a step-by-step playbook for how to get things done um, for specific goals. But a mentor is meant to be kind of like a partner in crime as it relates to like mapping out your long-term strategy of life. So um, uh, the way we introduce the program is we have small cohorts of 15 or less. Um, so we're able to take a very intensive and hands-on approach to pairing ourselves with mentors. And then that gives us a chance to get to know each of our fellows and match them with appropriate mentors based on their goals, their background, interests, and personality types. And then we leverage the partnerships that we have with organizations such as the Black Alumni Club and the Cal Chicano Latino Alumni Association, which provided us the steady pipeline of professionals who are eager to give back to the communities through mentorship. Um, and we provide a, a curriculum of sorts, which is a guiding discussion points and milestones to be used as check-ins to see on track to facilitate the building of the relationship. And hopefully to foster development. So
1: well, that I know.
4: includes like bi monthly <laughs> Go,
1: Go ahead. ahead.
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. But tell me tell me more. I don't want to stop you. Go ahead.
4: Well, so it includes like bi monthly check ins and um and also we're launching a mentor mixer this semester too, so more to follow on that.
2: Oh, okay. And I was gonna chime <laughs> in. Carl and I we're a part of a group called US twenty twenty. And yeah. he's probably you know, talked to you a lot about that and In your relationship building, you know, being the uh, president of the Black Chamber of Commerce, and you're talking about preparing, you know, youth for leadership. uh, That's exactly Mm -hmm. what we like to talk to you about. So this is uh, something that we definitely can talk about. Um, When you're talking about, you know, social entrepreneurs, or is that part of the narrative, as Carl said, you guys talk about, you know, you're building these uh, young millennials to not only learn yeah. how to run companies, but learn how to, you know, protect the resources of the world or or do something more than just the bottom line, right. and you want to align them with yeah. companies that feel that way now, huh? Is that usually what you'll do?
4: Yeah. Yeah, so definitely, it's you know, it's funny because it's actually an in, in instance where, like, the horse is drawing, or the cart is drawing mm-hmm. the horse, because mm-hmm. the... Millennial culture is actually dictating this expectation in the market that there will be some sort of like social and inter- um, social responsibility that companies will have moving forward, which is why you see this like trend because um, it's about like we all know millennials have huge buying power collectively. Mm-hmm. So, um, So, yeah, that's it's it's i um, totally like in line with kind of the philosophy that you see in general and a lot of these spaces with millennials and and for me personally, it's in line with my personal value system and how I, I would like to, to be able to provide tools for our students um, who are, you know, big, many of them come from marginalized backgrounds to be able to make the type of impact that they want to make walking in.
3: Well, quickly explain, you said cohorts. Just quickly explain what a cohort is and uh, mm-hmm. what does that have to do with either mentees or mentors?
4: So as it relates to our program represented, um, the cohorts are basically just small groups that we put together every semester on campus. We offer the training as a class in the curriculum at Cal, and then they go through this um, semester-long process together as a team and we find that it helps to build like these familial ties that are meant to um, help them to be able to not just like have this opportunity for mind share but what's really awesome is they form like these relationships that are now becoming like long term mm. and um, it's a really good way to also kind of teach the um, the value and the importance of networking not just up but in a horizontal way because The people that are sitting next to you, especially in these, like, selective um, programs, Mm -hmm. are the people that are going to be changing the world within the next few years, you know, and these are the people you're going to be wanting to reach out to, you know, when you want to make things happen and collaborate and generate, like, really cool
3: ideas. That's great. Now, we only have about a minute left, so what we'll probably do is when we come back, we want to talk about mentors. We want to talk about how we can get mentors involved in your program. I'd like to find out how okay. you actually get the mentees also and what's important uh, uh, between having a mentor and a mentee.
2: Um, and then there's a couple mm. of more really important things we'd like to bring up. Yeah, because we'd like to okay. ask you, how do you envision working with our Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce to help you do what you're trying to get done? Okay, great. So we'll be uh, right back. Stay tuned. Okay. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business
1: Connections. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
2: Welcome back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Carl, who who did that sound like, Carl? You know, it it sounded a little bit
3: like Roy Ayers, like that whole ubiquitous thing he was doing in the 70s, man. The group sounds great, but we have uh, something really special. Uh, Rashida, you know a little bit about this music. Tell us about this.
4: I do. That is my father and my sister. Well, my father and his dance. My father is and the Sound Voyagers and his band um, my sister is actually the one singing and her name is Sydney Appleseed the name of the song is Our Problems to Solve and it's our family song my father composed the song and uh, basically everywhere I go, it's playing in every household. It's, so. it's,
3: it's kind of like you know, like some families have, some royal families have crests. They, right, have, a, they, they have a song. They got a song. Yeah, yeah. we, we got yeah. a Ford in our front yard that we can't get rid of. They got a song. That's nice. So do you perform also? We have a song. Do you perform? Do you sing? Do You play piano? Yeah. No,
4: I don't. I actually played clarinet and oboe in middle school. And, um yeah, I know. It was it was
3: fun though. Double read <laughs> like a black airplane really logo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So so are you are you? are your you, is your family or do you say Aura right, is I don't know. Is mm-hmm. your family still performing?
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean well so my father had a stroke a few years ago and that slowed him down a bit. Um oh, but sorry. I grew up with a musician for a father. So my father is a professional nice. musician. Very nice, I has, love it. Um he's pretty well known locally in term in the jazz circles.
3: Excellent. Excellent.
2: But That so, just that opens up opportunities for you and I to work together, not only through your program, but also socially, because Carl's a big promoter. And, you know, we look for for doing events that we can uh, get awareness. And maybe this is a wonderful way to connect because you're trying to
3: help me get a date. Don't <laughs> should have did this online? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so here we go. So. So listen, let's talk a little bit about the mentorship program. What uh, why is mentorships important to college students?
4: Um, Well, basically, college students are at a critical stage in their lives. Um, They have the benefit of having their whole lives ahead of them, but like most often, they don't have the life experience to lean upon to make strategic decisions as they map out the next stages of their lives, um, especially after graduation. So what a solid mentor can do is help them with significantly shorting that learning curve and lend to adding momentum to the trajectory towards success and their career basically.
3: So what do you think makes a great mentor?
4: Um, well, you know, this is, it's kind of a, there's a lot of different things that make a great mentor, but I think the first thing is just like being really passionate about wanting to help the students or help the mentee um, in understanding like the value of that passion. Um, But we also kind of lean on, there's a specific study that the Drecker Institute published. They published an article called um, 10 Ways to Become a Great Mentor from Those Who Have Done It. And so we incorporate many of that philosophy into our own. So some of my favorites is um, Ask More Than You Answer, which is basically understanding that listening is a part of a... um, Like listening is really important in terms of like going through that journey of helping the mentee go through the self-discovery process. Another thing is recognizing that mentees can be flakes. It's really annoying um, (laughs) when you're dealing with folks that are, that you're mentoring when they're flaky. But the reality is that like part of your job as a mentor is to reel them in and help them understand like, first of all, what the value is of this relationship. Because Mm. I think a lot of mentees. They get it, but they just don't really understand the substance of the value. And secondly, um, just why it matters that, you know, they should be on time and that they should be present and be where they say they're going to be while you're setting boundaries in the process. So Um, Another thing is, go ahead.
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. What were you going to say first? Say say what you're going to say.
4: Well, another, so one of my personal favorites. Is just encouraging the building of a personal board. So I like I've done this all of my life um, because I was fortunate to have some pretty good mentors in my life. But just like diversifying, encouraging the mentee to diversify, um, basically like who they lean on, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So although you want to cultivate a deep relationship with your mentee, you want to urge her to find others to reach out to for a different perspective. And lastly, I'd say, like, be ready to learn yourself because mm. the mentoring journey is a two-way street and mm. there's opportunity to learn from every relationship that you cross. So,
2: Well, you know, when you were saying something about the flakiness, you know, there's flakiness on yeah. both sides. And that yes. that's kind of like a, a sort of a lead into what I want to talk about. You know, some of the challenges are some of the most brilliant people we have that we would like to get connected with us or knowledge from them. You know, when you hear the word mentorship, you know, they think "Ah, oh, I don't have the time. And, yeah. you know, and so this one to one mentoring or, or have you have a vision where it's one to many? And and how could you maybe take that to another level? And maybe not even the word mentor be used. May Carl and I were know we're in that other group, the U.S. 2020 group. And that was one of the challenges people hear about mentorship. And they think, I don't know if I have the time <laughs> mm-hmm. to you know, sew so into this person and genuinely help them. But if we could make that easier, that knowledge transfer is what we are all trying to get.
4: Yeah. Um, I think in general, that's why it's really important to set expectations up front. Mm-hmm. So as it relates to our program, we kind of help with the guidelines of setting expectations so that um, the mentor doesn't have to do too much of the thinking about that, pro- that stage, um, stage in the process. But I think, um, you know, if you have a, an hour a month to dedicate to being a mentor, then you say that up front, right? And mm-hmm. you just make sure that that is the most, like, mindful and purposeful hour that you could possibly have. And the mentee will understand and be appreciative even more so of the, the limited amount of time that you have because you're you're spending it with them in such a pers- purposeful way. So I I get that a lot. I have a lot of folks who, um, I mean, because we do obviously seek people that are very good at what they do and successful at at what they do so that they can contribute to the careers of the mentees. So these are people that are very busy. And the number one pushback I get is like, I really want to help, but I just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. But I would would, um, push back a little and say that everyone does have the time. If they have the desire, everyone has the time. It's just a matter of like, you know, just be real about when, what your availability is and, like, we'll work with you and figure it out because, you know, I've benefited from a two-hour conversation with one person ever, you know, that was mm-hmm. a really intelligent person that was mm-hmm. able to just give me some nuggets that I may not have otherwise had. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that we could say the same about many other people that have experienced limited time with people who know what they're talking about.
3: So would you would you see would you see mentoring as sort of like a partnership between the mentee and the mentor the the communication is important they have to talk about what what's real what's valuable so that they can actually yeah. become successful become successful I would
4: say so yeah definitely it's really important to just remember that um your relationship with the mentee is not meant to be a hierarchical one it's more about right. like you know forging a relationship with the purpose of helping the mentee be able to progress in their career, um, but also too, it's a holistic approach because you know you can't ignore the personal for sake of the professional when we're all human beings. I like so what you really said.
3: Important. Yeah, I like what you said that it's not hierarchical, mm-hmm. but it's actually holistic, mm-hmm. and and it's a it's mm-hmm. an approach that that both parties should be able to gain benefit
4: from. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And when you started off earlier, you said something about, you know, what you do in this program is to prepare students for leadership. And you did it three different ways. And we talked about mentorship. And I think the second was training and then internship. Okay. Did you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about training? Because I'd like to know a little bit more about what type of training do you do?
4: Yeah, so the training is um, what I mentioned earlier about the class that we offer. It's a semester-based class that we offer Mm -hmm. to students. Um, Right now, the students that we're working with are at UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. And so it's every semester, they go through a series of workshops that are basically given by people from private sector. It's Mm -hmm. meant to give our students an opportunity to have access to um, just kind of contextualizing all of the academic um, curriculum that they get. So specifically because a lot of our students are social science and humanities majors, we recruit them that way because of the critical thinking and empathy skills that they have. So we teach them how to leverage that into um, opportunities for like jobs, basically, because they come equipped Mm -hmm. ready to understand the user. Mm -hmm. So they understand Um, research methodology. They understand UX or user Mm -hmm, experience. mm -hmm. They understand, you know, they basically are ready to be um, They're very like malleable and ready. So they're ready to get into the workforce.
2: Well, that's a that's a segue. I wanted to get into the internship because we only have a couple Mm -hmm. minutes. I'd like to find out. Although you're located at UC Berkeley, is it possible Mm -hmm. we at the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce can get some as interns to work for our chamber because they don't have to physically come to our chamber? Can we work something out like that in internship?
4: Absolutely, we love that. I mean, we. We're always looking for opportunities for our students to work in environments where they'll be able to impact um, communities that they come from, and so the Black Chamber is yeah. an ideal scenario.
3: Right. So so we want to make sure, because we only got about a minute and a half left, let's make sure that people know how to reach you and get in contact with you, especially okay. if they are the students that are coming into Berkeley or companies that might want to work with you over at the UC. So how do, yeah. we, how do we reach out to you?
4: Okay. Well, you can check out our website, which is um, representedleadership.org. So two words, representedleadership.org, or you can um, reach out to me directly at Rashida at representedleadership.org. You can follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. We always have constant updates of all the interesting things that we're doing. and, yeah, you can just go, when you go to the website, just click on the contact us section, put in your information, let us know what you want to do, and we will make it happen.
2: Well, if you follow me, I will
3: follow you. <laughs> so, And it's, it's representedleadership.org.
4: Yeah, representedleadership.org. And okay. I do want to throw out there that we are always looking for mentors. Yes, And we are always looking for um, corporate sponsors. As a matter of fact, we're very actively looking for corporate sponsors. This, um, in 2018, it's, it's something that we're very focused on is building a symbiotic relationship with key partners so that we're able to help them um, build their diversity pipeline towards, like, leadership positions. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something that I, I definitely want to make sure that people are kind of have in their minds of the importance of having um, a group of folks that are ready to work well, in their company.
2: Rashida, we're out of time but we want our listeners to know that they do have time, some time to help and be a, a mentor in this in this program. And we just thank you Rashida for being our guest and we just tell our listeners always stay connected. You're listening okay. to Silicon Valley business connection.
1: You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections.